This week's episode of Finding Demo Surf Fishing is sponsored by The Sinker Guy. Sinker Guy makes uh, great Sputnik sinkers and also a whole bunch of other gear. And if you haven't checked it out, you need to head on over there to thesinkerguy.com. He's on Facebook, a whole bunch of other places. And if you want some other fishing education, you need to head over to YouTube and take a look at The Sinker Guy. So thanks always, Chip, for taking care of us on the show. I hope you all are ready for a good episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another week of Finding Demo Surf Fishing. This week, though, we got something new for you, and we haven't had this yet, and it's going to be great. Rods and reels. We all use them. We love them. We need all that good stuff, right? Well, what if you needed a custom set? Who do you go to? I mean, there's so many out there, right? Well, this week, we're going to actually be talking to one of the custom rod and reel upgrade maker here in the area. So strap in. It's going to be great. You're listening to Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Yeah, it's a new week, baby. All right, new episodes coming at you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. This week we're talking about rods and reels, and we're talking to Mr. Mike LaRusso. So, Mike, thanks, buddy, for coming on the show. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited, man. Yeah, I'm excited, too. Thank you for having me, Brian. Oh, thank you for agreeing. <laughs> I know it's oh, horrible yeah, to say no that. no problem at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no problem. So, Mike, Mike, where are you out of? I am based out of Palm Bay. Okay. So that's the central east coast of Florida, obviously. All right. And you ship all throughout worldwide country, the whole all the whole gambit, right? Um, I mean to be honest, I've never shipped worldwide yet, uh, but nationwide, yes, I have done, you know, multiple different size lengths and everything. Um, so far. So yeah. Nice, man. All right, so tell me about this. Let's let's just get right into this. It's gonna be fun. So tell me about your business. Tell me all about it. What you got? So basically, I used to, back in the day, since I was, you know, a, a very young man, I, you know, born basically with a fishing rod in my hand. Um, <laughs> over the years, you know, the skill set has, um, you know, getting better and better. And the tackle, I felt, wasn't really getting up to par. So about six or seven years ago, I started kind of tinkering. Oh, your signal's getting personal stuff. Mike, your signal's getting rough, man. You're getting digital on me. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh no! As you all know, now. as you all know, I don't edit the show, so you're all gonna have to live with that one. Yeah, yeah, it's clear, man. Go on, get you're good. Go for it. All right, should be good now. Okay, sorry about that, guys. So I don't know what you guys heard, but basically, I was saying back in the day, about six or seven years ago, I was kind of tinker, tinkering around, working on my rods, kind of trying to fine tune things until I realized, you know what, this might be a thing. So that kind of just took off with me. It started with family and friends. And, uh, you know, I started getting more and more requests on these custom rods and, um, especially up from in New York area, it was mainly surf rods. So, you know, and then from there, I went to all different ventures of, of boat rods and, and spiral wraps and conventional and everything else. So everything kind of just fell into place, but there is definitely a market and a need for a custom rod if that's what you're looking for. And it'll definitely be worthwhile getting one according to what your specific needs are rather than going and just buying one off the shelf, you know? So, right. 
That's uh, that's basically a quick general rundown, you know, without getting into too much detail. <laughs> hey, man, you know, sometimes that's the best way you can go is a little bit of quickness. Uh, let's yeah. talk about the custom rod thing. So it's not just like, oh, well, you know, a custom rod is not this really difficult process. A custom rod is actually pretty simple, It's just, but it's just a matter of communication, right? Um, it's a lot of communication, and if you think about it, it is, it is a simple, you know, idea to build a rod. But there's so many variable details in building a rod that people have no idea about that it's super time consuming and there is, you know, a lot of skill in there involved, time and labor. So even though, you know, components is also a big thing, you know, you want high quality or mid quality or whatever it is, you know, you, the, the labor is still going to be there and, and the quality of craftsmanship is still going to be there, you know, regardless right. of, of the component um, quality, you know. So if I'm going to ask for a custom rod, what are some of the questions you're going to ask me to kind of get an idea of what I'm looking for? Number one question is, what are you going to be using this rod for? And then once you tell me that, I'll, I'll, depending on what you tell me, you know, I'll say, okay, well, what, what, um, ounce rating are you going to be, let's say if you're casting, um, you know, you're going to, you're going to looking for a certain rating on the ounce. I don't really go too much by line, to be honest, because the line rating on rods, is a little off the where there's the lower rating matters more, even if you were to buy a stock rod or whatever. And then from there, you know, that goes by the, the, you know, company blank name. If you want like a, you know, high end name brand, you know, then you're going to pay a little bit more, but basically there's going to be a top three questions. What are you using it for? What ounce rating and what style, if you want either like casting or conventional for a boat or um, spinning. So those are the three main things, and then from there, I'll give you kind of different options on which way to go. Okay, makes sense. So why is a custom rod such a big deal? Why do you think, like, I guess this is a two-part question, why is it a big deal, and why do you think so many people shy away from it? People probably shy away from it because of the cost. Um, the, the big deal about a custom rod is that you could tailor that rod and have that rod built exactly the way you want, exactly the way you want it to feel and look you know colors is a big thing a lot of people build rods to make it stand out you know for the pizzazz factor um and unfortunately you know because you're individualizing components these individualized components you know they cost money even just by itself without even adding let's say my time and labor you know so it's the cost aspect that keeps people away more so but my thing is to build rods that are affordable with quality, and I truly stick to that, and, uh, you know, I'll back it and guarantee it, you know, so component-wise, if it breaks, if it snaps, you know, message me back, and I'll take care of it. All right, because you're going to talk about it, so that you, and you want to know what's going on with the gear, so that makes total sense. That's awesome that you do that, man. Right, I need, right, it's nice to have that feedback, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh call it or how long does it take from customer approval you know our, we've already been talking hey this is the rod i want this is the speed i want th these are the colors all this so after we ink the deal everything's good to go what do you say the normal build time of say let's just go with a surf rod we'll keep it simple uh, what does it take from customer approval to uh completion for a surf rod um the way things are at this current state i would say it's probably going to be about a month which is a lot longer than what it used to be for me um, I would say it was, it was maybe before COVID about two weeks. So now because this whole pandemic we're going through, 
it's probably double that time. Um, if I happen to have components, which I do carry, you know, rod blanks of different lengths, even if it's a surf rod, there's all different aspects to them, you know, and, and ratings. And I have, you know, components that could could fit and would work for what they were looking for. Um, I mean, we're talking, you know, maybe uh, five days from, wow. you know, deposit to they can come and pick it up. Man, that's a lot faster than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, I, in certain cases, it could be quicker, you know, but I sometimes I, let, I like, like to let the rod sit and, and kind of fully cure before they come pick it up. This way, they, they might even just go grab it and fish it the very minute they leave here. So I need that rod to be fully cured, 100% ready to go. Nice. But it, in some instances, it could be rushed, you know, even as quick as, you know, maybe three days, you know. Wow. But, I mean, you obviously know your craft, so you'll know, hey, look, yeah, I'm good on this. I can do these turnarounds like this. So you're already in a good right. position there. And you'll. it sounds like you're the kind of guy that's going to explain that all the way through. So even better, you know, way to go. Right, um, right, right. What's your favorite thing about making these rods? To be honest, it is almost like a form of therapy for me. As weird as that sounds. Oh, it doesn't sound and, weird and at it, all. It, it, <laughs> Not even you a know, little. It, it's a form. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, maybe some people are in it for the money, which obviously the money is a bonus, you know, but, you know, I don't try to kill people on prices, you know, and um, it's it's a therapy and it's also an art form. You know, I take pride in my work and, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be taking pictures of every single build I, I do and posting it, you know, on social media, you know? Yeah. So, and I can't. So. That right there is just, I don't know. <laughs> I get it. Uh, you know, if you got a, something you love, it's not work. And if it brings you to your place of happy, then it's, right. it's better every day. Damn, right. That's phenomenal, right. man. Uh, what would your, what would Mike LaRusso's dream rod, what would it be? My dream rod. You know, that is a tough question because there's so many, <laughs> there's so many aspects to it, you know? <laughs> of course, man. Um, I mean, put it this way. I mean, I mean, I've built hundreds of rods by now, and yeah, maybe a fraction of them are mine. And I have three main rods, and they're pretty much all three surf rods. And you know, a smaller rod could double for another meaning, uh, you know, for another uh, use, like off of a boat or a pier or whatever else. But for me, I, that's a tough question to answer because. As a rod builder, I could build my dream rod at any point, you know. I think to to ask that question to a customer or, like, to take, like, a little poll for people, I think that would be a better suited question for the audience, you yeah. know. I mean, I'll put it out there because once we I'd, post this. <laughs> yeah, because I'd be very curious, too, you know. All right, Mar I'm marking it down, dude. So once your once yours gets done, I'm sending a question out right after it, wherever I can post. Yeah, I want to know what people's dream rods are because I, I know everybody's got different flavors. I mean, I've got right. I, I mean, I, I go out with my Ninja Dagger. I go out with a uh, an Akios FX. My Longitude mm -hmm. uh, Okumo. You know, I got a whole gambit of different rods. I, I'm one of those weird guys that has different rods, but I know how all of my rods 
react and operate. So I, I know for me, right. but I can imagine, you know, somebody, I, I know several of our fellow anglers that are, look, these are all the rods. They're exactly the same, the same rod, the same reel, the same line. Everything's hundred percent the same and there's nothing wrong with right. it. It's brilliant. But yeah, I'd love to hear right. what some people would be like, yes, I need that in my life. Right. Right. I mean, the, there's a couple builds that I have coming up probably within the next month that is going to be, I mean, it's going to be something that you've never seen anything put on a rod. I mean, it, it is way out there. So definitely be on the lookout for that. It's, it's, it's in the works. It's probably going to be completed within the next two weeks. So that's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, but basically a rod, no matter what it is, the rod has a function you know, so for even anybody, I mean, a dream rod for somebody might be certain colors, certain, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, power or sentimental value as far as, let's say, being like a show rod and just basically being a, a mounted on a, on, a, on, a, on a, a mount in their house, basically, and not being used, you know. So that's a very broad kind of answer that I really can't answer to be honest you know hey, it's all good man I mean you made some excellent points but the best part I can give you too is your uh, your episodes actually dropping in I believe it's two maybe three weeks but that, that's perfect so by the time this episode drops everybody's gonna be gonna see like hey wait what's he talking about and you can go right over and see it so now you and I are both on oh, the time okay, crunch yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 um, so mm. let, let's move into just one more big one here and I, then I want to ask you about fishing uh, what uh, tell us about the real upgrades, because I know you do both that too. Right. The real upgrades are mainly what I would say the two biggest flaws in stock reels are a the carbon fiber drag washers. Um, but now these more and more of these manufacturers are installing them new with the newer reels. Where um, if you're not familiar, when that line peels out and there's a certain material inside that drag uh, washer stack because of that friction of that spool going out so fast that deteriorates over time if it's the low-end cheapy quality stuff so i'll go in there and i'll upgrade that to the carbon fiber which will last you know 20 times longer and give you more drag output smoothness and everything so that's one aspect that's a big one to it the other biggest one is the power knobs um i i specifically like specialize in all different size power knobs, colors, variations to fit pretty much 95% of reels out there. And I have them custom ordered for me, custom made to where if you're looking for a certain size for a certain reel, if I don't have it, I could always have it ordered to what you're looking for. And I'm a big believer in the EVA power knobs over the aluminum uh, metal knobs for two reasons. The aluminum metal knobs, even though they're great, I know Gomex is a big, big brand out there that everybody knows about. They're very slippery once they get wet on your hand. You have bait or slime or whatever. You know, you're washing your hands with salt water. They, 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 they slip on, on the knobs, whereas the EVA foam knobs that I offer do not. You know, you, you have a nice firm grip on there. It's a little squishy, so you have a little give to it, but it's, it's a durable, you know, foam that's basically on the, on the same order as the foam that's, uh, that rods are built, you know, with. So um, that's, like I said, that's another big one. So then as far as the other aspect, there's no shrinkage or hot, shrinkage or expanding with the weather. Meaning if that aluminum knob stands in the sun all day long, it's going to get hot and expand and it might not spin as freely and work as properly as let's say one of the foam ones that I offer. 
Um, whereas it goes on the other spectrum, if you're up north in a colder climate, that metal is going to uh, shrink. It, once again, it might not you know, work that. It might work, but not smooth as it should be. And also, um, you're going to feel that cold on your hands, especially the northeast guys with the big stripers where you know, I, used to, I, I came from in New York. So that would, that's the two main things as far as the drag, I mean, the uh, real upgrades. The other thing could be like the bearings on the inside. That's really not too much of a big deal, to be honest, just because a regular stock up, uh, bearing in a reel is, is more than fine. You don't really have to go in there, but I do offer them. There's different grades of bearings to make it a little bit smoother. Um, and that's probably like the, the you know, the, the last thing that people do. But the two main ones are the, are the power knobs and also the uh, drag uh, upgrades. Okay. Makes a lot of sense for those especially. So let's, let's talk about your fishing. What do you enjoy most about surf fishing? Oh, man. I mean, you throw that rod out there, anything can bite that line. You just <laughs> never know. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know? And that's what keeps us going back. I mean, you lose a big fish, and uh, what, I don't care what rig it was or whatever it was, you saw it or not, that makes you want to go back, you know? And that beach with that clean water, when it's a beautiful day, even if it's a little rough or whatever, like I said, you just never know what you're going to hook into out there. And that the variety of species that you can get on the beach, that's where it's at for me. Yeah, man. Oh. Yeah, you hit my heart on that one because it's true. You never know. What you're yeah. going to catch a pomp. Is it going to be a whiting? Is it going to be a Spanish? Ooh, or maybe yeah. it's a black drum. Oh, maybe it's a blue. You yeah. never know. It's such a great variety. You never know. Yeah. I mean, there's such a variety in species down here in Florida. It's unbelievable. I mean, you know, back in New York, you know, you know you're only look, looking like maybe, I don't know, you know, three to four species that you might be catching on a certain, you know, particular bait. Yeah. Yeah. Especially Whereas here, I mean, Right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, here, I mean, you're probably looking at, you know, I mean, on a piece of shrimp. I mean, you can catch everything on a piece of shrimp, <laughs> yeah. you know? Everything loves shrimp here, that's for sure. So, yeah. That's good yeah. stuff. All right, so what brought you to the surf? What brought me to the surf? That is a good question. Um, You know, it probably even started back even when I was little. I mean, the peers was where it's at. And then, uh, you know, as, like I said, the skill set kind of got better, you know, as I got older and everything, you know, everybody, uh, I feel like everybody kind of eventually ventures over to the surf, but some guys might not like it. Some guys love it, you know, so I happen to be one of those that, you know, I love it. The only thing I don't love, to be honest, is the sand. (laughs) The sand is a killer, you know? (laughs) But other than that, I mean, I think the, the, the draw of the, of the surf or the beach to anybody, I mean, even if you're, you're a sunbather or a swimmer, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be swimming in, you know, the river or the, you know, the inside, you know, intercoastal water. You know, everybody wants to go to the beach, the ocean, the surf, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, man. So I, I get that. I mean, yeah, I, I I don't think I could say a word about that because that's just the truth. You, that, you gave me a thought I never even thought of because, yeah, everyone wants to go to the beach. I mean, why? that's a perfect way to get your whole family out there. So it's perfect. Right, that's, right. Yeah, even if, you know, sometimes if you don't have expectations, you throw a rod out there anyway, whether that rod gets hit or not, like you said, you, you could t- you, it's something you could take the family or relatives or vacationers or visitors that you're having down here because Florida's, pretty much all year round, except for right now where it's pretty cold outside for us Floridians, you know, Floridians. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
you know, so yeah, that that's that's like the final destination. Now you have also obviously the boating. That's a whole different world, though. You know, so for me, the surf is like the pinnacle of land-based fishing. Oh yeah, yeah, claimed. I love it. We're doing that. It is now, pinnacle yeah. is now the word for me for that. I love it. So, pinnacle, yeah. what do you think? <laughs> what do you think the draw is for so many people to come surf fishing? What What do you feel that is? They want that big fish, and I, I think know. they see, you know, they see, um, you know, I don't even know, you know, Jaws or these other movies or whatever. <laughs> Forget about the endless YouTube videos, but they they want to see a big fish being caught out of the out of that that ocean. You know, I mean, every most of the times when I hook any kind of big fish off the beach, I always have a crowd behind me. You know, so yeah. it draws some kind of attention, whether you're a fishing person or not. You know, women too. So I think that's what it is. I think it's it's the fact of catching the monster out there. That's what I'm thinking. Oh man! If I had a guess, is it really? I mean, I don't know if there's anything better. Like the days where you're pulling in for us up here, especially you know the big monsters or sharks. Obviously, if you're shark fishing, but you know like a, a monster black drum, 38, 39 inch black drum, or a, a 40, 42 inch red drum, just pulling in and people are like what is that like it's just a fish this is monday this is what we do yep. yeah the, yep. <laughs> people are just like oh man yeah oh yeah i, I can oh, see that oh yeah yeah and and people you know i i mean because it's a big vacation spot down here but um you know they they ask oh what is that i mean people have no clue so i mean you know even let's say a 10 pound fish for us which might not seem that big as far as let's say a black drum because they get to god knows i don't even know i think they get to like 60 maybe even more pounds that's a huge fish for the average person, even yeah. like a five pound fish. So it's very highly entertaining, you know, for anybody, you know? Yeah. And it's funny when I like talk to my family back in new England, you know, we start talking about, I think I caught a 19 inch bluefish, and, uh, I knew as soon as I posted it, one of my family members was like 19, really that little guy. It's like, look, I know you get giant mm-hmm. fish up there. Leave us alone. <laughs> a 19 is yeah. a good one for down yeah. here. <laughs> but yeah. you know yeah. we don't have yeah. those stripers like they do up there you know you start talking into the interesting different fish species you know, you, you want to get in oh, a really yeah. big fish fine let's get in the boat we'll go after some monster fish you want to see that we, we've got that covered oh yeah right 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 yes exactly so do you yeah. have a favorite setup when you go out i mean do you have a, like a rod and reel or a setup that you really like or rigs and bait how, how do you like to be set um, I guess you can classify as two different things as far you're talking about the surf mainly, or you're talking about yeah, yeah, in the surf. Just, oh, in the surf. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for me, if I were to take one rod or length two, I would say a 10 foot rod, that 10 foot rod will do 95% of what you want to do. Unless you're talking like, you know, little half ounce pompano jigs, then that that's way overkill. You know, then you got to go with a smaller, you know, whippier rod. But for me, a 10 foot rod it would be a good recommendation, even if somebody were to come up to me and say, okay, I need a beach rod. What do you recommend? You know, it all just depends. But for me, um, I'm starting getting back into the whole bait thing. I know the shrimp is big down here, even live shrimp. I, uh, uh, me, I'm particularly not a fan of that. Um, so me, I'll go and I'll, I'm thinking a chunk of mullet. I'll go either buy or net my own mullet whether they're finger mullet or like the bigger i don't know what they call like the roll mullet or something or you know the big ones yeah and for me a chunk of mullet that that's a very versatile bait too you know um so a 10-foot rod with some kind of bait if you wanted to talk if you're talking like only lures i mean if i were to choose let's say one lure for the surf 
um, I would probably say like a, a spoon, you know, uh, maybe a one and a two ounce spoon. This way you get different um, casting distance on that. That's a very versatile lure to kind of increase your odds to catch multiple species. Um, and you could probably even throw that same spoon on a 10 foot rod too. Yeah. That, I think the spoon is an underrated tool for the surf anyway. I know a lot of, like, my friends use it, and not as much as I would expect, but I think it's a a really versatile monster to get out there and get fish. Oh, yeah, it is. I agree. I agree. And especially because I know these, like, the newer generations and everything now, these companies, like, they have the the soft plastic, like, almost like the hoagie style or, like, any kind of swim bait. The problem that I'm finding is that even though majority of the time it'll catch a bigger style fish, you're getting cut off by the Spanish mackerel. The tails have been getting bit off or a bluefish, and there goes that lure. That's it. You know that, that, that you got to change it out. You got to switch it. Whereas that metal, it's over and over and over. You know now you, you're probably not going to catch a pompano. So if pompano is your thing, that might not be the most versatile lure. Whereas you might want to go to like those. I think they call them the goofy jigs. I believe. Yeah, yeah, goofy, silly, banana. So they got like a bunch of different names. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that might be a more versatile lure if you're more like a pompano style fishing, which you know can catch multiple species too. But you're probably going to get broke off a lot of times with those because the action, if it's something toothy, comes and hits it, you know. So it just depends on the person, you know, the the, the person and what they're after, you know. So that's also a kind of a, a, a not a generic you know answer, but it's to make it as quick as possible, you know, for what they're looking for there could be kind of three different options, you know, to kind of narrow it down. Wow, those are great options. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's 25 minutes. That means you should be doing a bait check. If you haven't checked your bait yet, now would be an opportune time. I know it's winter, but whenever you're listening to this, 25 minutes is always a good time to check your bait. So go do that. Pause this, come back. You know, we're going to be right here. <laughs> All right, so sorry, I always got to do that now. So last um, last question, well, I guess last two questions. What is something you wish people uh, that were going to start surf fishing would do for the first time before they ever went out? Um, be prepared. Um, especially down here in Florida, um, you know, the weather is pretty good a lot of times of the year, especially with that sun always beating down on you. Definitely be prepared with a, a cooler as far as um, you know, being hydrated and maybe a little snack or two or something. And then definitely the sunscreen. Um, I know that could get a little underrated. Even myself, I tend to sometimes not, you know, put it on, but I would say that's, that's pretty up there as far as making a day of it or something. Um, you know, go visit your local, you know, bait and tackle shop and kind of get a little more information. They'll kind of steer you in the right direction. You know, um, it just depends what you want to do too. You know, it just, you know, if you're going by yourself, uh, you know, um, with the family or friends, or if you're just kind of looking to hang out and just kind of throw a rod just in case, I mean, you can kind of do something kind of general, you know. So, you know, it just it just depends. You know, everybody has their own, you know, purpose of going to the surf and, you know, what they're going to do over there. That's good stuff, man. That's really good. So now we're, we're coming up on the end here you know we definitely have hit some really good stuff uh how do people get in touch with you to talk to you about custom rods um they can go visit my facebook page um ml custom rods and uh, real upgrades there they could message me through that um through that uh, uh that page or
or my my actual cell phone number is on there. My email is on there. Um, through with the cell phone, you can call me. You could text me. Um, like I said, you can message me through that page. I pretty much respond within most of the time within like 30 minutes. So either, whether it's a, a text message, a message, or a call, if I wind up not answering the call, you know, leave a message, just a quick, you know, little thing, what you're looking for, whatever, and then I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Usually that's probably within the hour, depending on the day and, you know, my, my schedule and everything. But, yeah, I mean, there's multiple ways of contacting me. Perfect. Um, Instagram, that's another one. I know um, I'm not too familiar with Instagram. I know the newer, younger generation is all into that, you know, so I'm still learning about the Instagram stuff, but my contact information is also on there, I believe, too. Awesome. Well, seriously, Mike, thanks so much for coming on, giving us some good education about custom rods, and uh, hopefully, you know, people will reach out to you soon, man. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. I know we'll have some more stuff to talk about in the future. Oh, yeah, for sure. I look forward to being on there again. Thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, buddy. All right. Thanks again. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So as you saw there, we had a great conversation with Mike. If you're looking for a custom rod, perfect opportunity to reach out to somebody to get a, an idea of what you're looking at to you know if you got that idea call mike uh, say hey look this is what i'm looking at let's let's build something and it's that opportune time never a bad one there so appreciate you coming back for another week another good episode to stick around we're going to have more always every week every friday is the drop hopefully you're enjoying it if you've got uh, somebody you'd like that you think would be good for the show send me a message on finding demo surf fishing on facebook i will happily uh get in touch with that person as best i can uh and if you've got something you want to talk to me about on there hey drop me a message i'm actually really responsive i uh, happily will talk to you all about just about anything so Thanks a lot for sticking around. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next time on Finding Demo Surf Fishing. Take care, everybody. We'll see you.